emotional trauma, this is where illnesses come from. And I know this because this is where I work in here with spirit and the etheric and I'm taught etheric surgery and all kinds of stuff. But it's like an emotional wound, for instance, it comes in like from childhood, for instance, as we all have. And that emotional wound and the vibration of that wound is staying right. It comes in and it stays there, right? So first it stagnates our energy and then it creates a level of anxiety in the background. And then it's the stagnation turns to density. And then the density then duplicates into the physical. And that's when people start paying attention. Like, what's going on with me? You know, and then they start seeking healing because something's wrong in the physical. They don't understand that they, there's such a desperate need for healing emotionally. That's Bobby Vogel. And this is episode 368 of Wellness Force Radio. Wellness Force Radio, where we discover the physical and emotional intelligence to live life well. You can have the same brain states as someone who's done an hour of meditation every day for 40 years. There's a lot of losses that we go through, so the ability to be able to cope with those losses is very important to build skill in it, because loss will happen. You know, you have to have spiritual courage to really grow spiritually, because if you really want to take guidance from your soul, you have to be ready to realize that many of the things that you're asking for guidance on, your ego has some kind of an addiction to or an investment in. Hey, podcast world, it's Josh, it's your host. You made it to Wellness Force. Take a deep breath with me today. Inhale through your nose for three, exhale for three. This might be the first time today, maybe even this week that you took a breath break. Let's do this today. Take a big breath in through your nose. Breathe out through your mouth. You can do that whenever you want. Your breath is always there to guide you. And today on the podcast, we're talking about that internal guidance system tapped into a energy body that we don't necessarily see, and it's called the etheric body. Today's guest is Bobby Vogel. She is a etheric medicine professional. She heals core wounds. She uses clairvoyance, uh, as well as so many other tools. And today she's going to talk to us about the truth about the root of all disease, This concept of etheric medicine, I hadn't heard of it before Bobby. And if you don't know who Bobby is, she's a purpose guide, a speaker, a clairvoyant, a medical intuitive. She's guided to work in different ways with each person to assist in breaking down, softening, and clearing what she calls dense, toxic energy. Now, this is Reiki on a whole new level. So if you're familiar with the Ayurvedic arts or the yogic arts or the touch healing arts, this is different. Bobby talks about spirit working through her in a very unique way, and it cannot be explained with mere words. This is really energy medicine and etheric medicine, which we're going to unpack very deeply today, is when spirit deems it beneficial for healing, she will share evidential details of the trauma and event with her client that has embedded itself in their energy body. It's interesting too, like this word trauma, it seems to assume like this outwardly devastating event for most people. But in Bobby's work, trauma describes an event, whether we deem it big or small, conscious or unconscious, physical or emotional, which left behind a toxic imprint on our etheric body. Bobby's etheric medicine and the understanding of what etheric medicine is can heal on a very deep level. Because let's face it, over time, if left unattended, the toxic energy, this density builds up in the etheric body and it can create chronic illness or chronic pain 
in our physical body. And this is also if you yourself or you know someone who is having persistent emotional pain, it could be trapped in the etheric realm. This healing returns us to our natural state of light, of joy. I'm not here to say like everything is love and light and good vibes only because that doesn't exist. (laughs) There's no such thing as good vibes only. But what I think you're going to get the most out of today's show and what I guarantee by the end of today's show you will understand is what etheric medicine is and how does it actually heal ourselves on multiple fronts. We'll break down what this medicine is and how Bobby found it and how she now uses it to heal people across the world. We'll talk about the origin of the etheric realm, the physical signals we receive to let us know what needs our attention in the etheric realm why etheric medicine is important, how Bobby came to start doing this work, and why it's actually always been her life purpose. She chose it from a jar in the shelf. You'll understand what that is when you watch this on YouTube. We'll talk about the differences between faith and God and spirit, which are terms that get so misappropriated and misunderstood. We'll understand the differentiation between faith and God and spirit, and the difference, by the way, between believing and having faith. We'll talk about how to truly break away from victimhood. We hear this social media meme, right? Don't be in your victim story. Well, how do you actually do that? We'll explore Bobby's lessons and her strategies on how we can actually accomplish that. And this is really important. We will uncover the way you can trust a healer. So if you're dealing with spiritual pain, emotional pain, and you've gone to many different people, and maybe you're at a point now where you're really just wondering like, hey, who can I actually trust? How do I light up my trust guidance system inside me? We'll talk about how you can do that and we'll talk about how you can choose the right kind of healer to take you to the next level of healing. We'll talk about how to take care of your etheric body and at the end of the show, you'll understand just how incredibly rich, loving, and powerful Bobby and her gift truly are to this planet. You know, I went to plant medicine for the past couple years and as you know, if you've listened to the show, I am done with the ayahuasca, the plant medicine, because I'm here in the 3D realm to actually do the integration work. And I want to say this to you as well. If you have been looking for the golden ticket, the golden ticket is not found in a plant medicine ceremony. I'm going to be doing more content on this in the future, but just trust that as you listen to myself and Bobby, and if you watch us on YouTube, you will know that the healing, the key, the love, the forgiveness, all the tools, they're inside of you. And I'm not saying that as some kind of like a spiritual meme. What I'm saying is everything you need is inside you. You can learn more about Bobby at etherecmedicine.com. That's etherecmedicine.com. And do yourself a favor by being generous with 10 seconds of your time. Share this podcast. Our team, Lauren and Buzzy, myself and Alan and everyone that helps to create this content every week. We so appreciate you your 10 seconds of generosity by you sharing this podcast. You have no idea. You can change someone's life. You can give them a new starting path for their own spiritual, emotional, physical healing journey so they can live their life well just by you being generous and sharing this podcast. I love Bobby. I know you're going to love her too. Let's dive in to etheric medicine, healing core wounds, clairvoyance, and the truth about all disease right here, right now on Wellness Force. My intention with this conversation is to spotlight your work, your story, your heart, your mission, why you're here on the planet, and also to open people up to the truth about these concepts that maybe they've been confused by, Mm -hmm. you know, etheric medicine, different astral bodies, source, faith, God, all these things, because 
man, there has been some confusion lately. Like we have been shooken up, Bobby. Yep. <laughs> we upended. We <laughs> we have been upended. And you know, there's there's been this beautiful friendship that you and I have gotten to create. And it was through our mutual friend Aaron. Yeah. And I was I was telling you before we dropped in, like I've never had so many conversations with somebody that I haven't physically met yet that felt so real. Like we were actually so wonderful in the same space together, even yeah. on the phone. And I've been going through quite a bit personally. Like I'm sitting here, it's October, 2020, the year of the mirror, looking at ourselves. What are we owning? What are we not owning? What are we not owning? What are we not owning? And I'm so like honored and excited both. Like, um, almost like I'm in like a spiritual Disneyland right now. That's what <laughs> yeah, that's it feels awesome. like because I, I, I saw some of your work and I've been preparing for this conversation. And I that's thought to so myself, cool. what, a, what a great way to start by just welcoming in a breath together, like yeah. one deep breath. We did a little bit there, but let's, let's just do one deep breath together yeah. and we can really explore what that feels like. So everybody with us watching, just take a big breath in through your nose, in fill light. your belly. And breathe out all doubt and stress. And I assume that we may have right there just altered or even touched the etheric realm, the etheric body, mm -hmm. the etheric medicine that you are so well known for. I think let's start there. Like we have a lot of ground to cover. Yeah. The etheric part of medicine. I think typically when people say medicine, it's like, oh, they're pills and you know right. treatments and all these things. But etheric medicine is brand new. We have not talked about etheric medicine. We, we explored a little bit of the etheric body with the previous guest, but just share with us to start, you know, what, what's the etheric yeah. medicine? What is that? Well, so like I say, you know, um, and it came to me in, sometimes I'm doing working in my sleep or doing sessions and it's kind of, it's kind of cool. So one night it came through like, how do I, you know, what is this, like, what, how can I encompass, you know, with maybe a sentence? And as healing is in the medicine that we cannot see, right? Because love is healing. We can't physically see it, right? But forgiveness is healing. Everything, you know, the light is healing and it's free and it's necessary for our etheric bodies, you know, and, and, our etheric, we, you know, we have both. We have our etheric body. Our soul comes in with our etheric body first. And then our physical body is, is a hologram of it. And I know this, like I've told you, so I'm going to, but I'm spirit taught. So I have not read things about this. I mean, afterwards, if I'm guided to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, there's some actual scientific proof of, the, of, of what I just experienced. And so I actually um, can see meridians, which is, the electrical system of yeah. our etheric body that's are they a specific color these meridians well for me they're like you know they're they came to me when i was working with a um acupuncturist i had asked her to come work on a, a lymph cancer patient this is the first time it happened you know for me because i don't look for anything i just wait to be taught something and then i say yes to it so um, she started needling. I sat down at my, my client's head and, as I do and I tune in and I just start sending light through because for me, when I send light through whatever remains dense or dark is where there's the, the stagnation or the, you know, the wound, the emotional wound where that got stuck. And there's so much to say 
Um, and so I was sending light through, and of course, you know, things were, you know, not moving here. But when she started needling her, I li- I was like, I opened my eyes because it was it startling in that moment because I, every time she put a needle in this, a blue, like bright, like a blue you've never seen, you know, started lighting up or not. And then I was noticing um, they were all connected by what looked like a blue straw, like a lighter blue straw. And then the more she needled, there were like sub smaller blue balls. And then I started getting like a a pain like in my gut or wherever and I started to understand that that's where they wanted spirit I say they so I know I I need to explain that but also Mm -hmm. spirit because that's who's teaching me was starting to say where needles needed to be placed and I know nothing about you know acupuncture at the time and um like this woman, like one side was lighting and maybe like I'd see the blue light come up and maybe only go to here on this side, but come up and and end like down here on this side. And I would, so I told that I was like, I don't know, that one came here and, that one, and she would twist the needle and whoosh, so adjusting it, you know, it was just this crazy experience. And, um, and so that's when I really began to understand, at least, you know, for my work, that the etheric body there's a there's a space about this much where the etheric and the physical body interact or intersect or you know whatever you want to call it and that the meridians so the physical body and the etheric body kind of share that electrical system, the, the you know the electrical system, the etheric. We can't see the etheric body. It's not something no. you can see. No, but they can, you know, with curly and photography. Yes. Yeah. What is curly and photography? He well, that's gosh, what is it? Back in is it the seventies or you know, I'm terrible, but um, there's a scientific. There's been many, but in this one, it's like in textbooks and stuff where they there's a certain camera that they used, and so they photographed a leaf it's whole into the whole leaf and then they cut it in half and took the physical leaf and they took the half out of the frame and they could still see the entire outline of the leaf. That's why people have phantom arm, you know, if they've lost their arm or leg or whatever, it's because you can't cut the etheric body away. Whoa. So if if people have never heard the word etheric, how would you describe it to them uh, simplistically? What is, what is the etheric? What I know so is that it's it's the it's it's a light body and it it takes in every well, good, bad, you know, emotional trauma, physical trauma, good stuff, bad stuff right now, what we're all taking in from the environment, that everything first because it, it extends out here as but it also, as I said, it's hard to explain, but it also comes into the physical. And like, for instance, you know, uh, emotional trauma, this is why, this is where illnesses come from. And I know this because this is where I work in here with spirit and the etheric and I'm taught etheric surgery and all kinds of stuff. But it's like an emotional wound, for instance, it comes in and we're not, nobody understands that that's a fact. 
right? Like right now things are coming in, right? So there's an emotional wound that comes in, like from childhood, for instance, as we all have. And it, and it, it's like it, it, it reverberates in, you know, it, into the vibration, right? Into our light body. And we're not paying attention to what our etheric body needs because most people don't even know we have one. They think our this physical thing is it, you know, sure. and like all, you know, and and so that's that emotional wound and the vibration of that wound is staying right. It comes in and it stays there, right? So, uh, like if you have you know people with heart attacks, for instance. So wherever that first, it stagnates our energy. And then it creates a level of like anxiety in the background and which people don't pay attention to either because we need a calm, you know, electrical system for both our physical and our etheric, but first our etheric. And, and then it's the stagnation turns to density and then the density then duplicates into the physical and that's when people start paying attention, like, what's going on with me, you know, and then they start seeking healing because something's wrong in the physical. And then we'll medicate it, you know, we'll, you know, and I, I have tons of respect for Western medicine, you know, I've, I, I, well, I would love to, we need to work side by side. Yeah, and, are and you I, complimentary to Western? Do you feel like that's... I think we're complimentary to each other. Yeah. I think we, we both need each other because, you know, and I've recently worked with a doctor and well, a, a couple of them, but recently in Utah and that's all another story. But so then people will go have something cut out of their physical body, right? Like cut out, but nobody's paying attention to the fact that it's still in the etheric. And so then it just duplicates again, you know, like recurring cancers and things like that. Like, those are, you know, in most cases that I've seen anyway. And, be, you know, there's a lot going on with children and, and things and there's past life stuff and there's mm. other things. And but they'll they don't uh, they don't understand that they, there's such a desperate need for healing emotionally. And. So we're being woken up with more and more like illnesses and, you know, mental health things. And um, because we put so much on the physical body, it's really the only way to wake people up. Mm -hmm. Now, this, the physical body gives people signals to what's happening in the etheric body or realm, whatever you want to right. call it. And I'm I'm confused by this, too, because even in the podcast we did with my friend, um, uh, Patrick, he talked about the etheric realm, the astral realm, the physical realm. But the etheric realm is not like a bunch of goblins and ghosts. I mean, the etheric realm is something that is literally around our body at all times. It's around all bodies, right? No matter who all they of are. us have one. Everybody has every we an, got our an soul comes connection. In. Yeah. So does does the etheric connection come from a different dimension, from an akashic record, from source itself? Like, what is the etheric realm connected to? So, yeah, the the quantum field. Yeah. Right. So everything's superposition, right? Yeah. Zeros and ones, ones and ones, zeros and zeros. Which everything is, happening at all times. Right. Yeah. Which is why, you know, you know we're, we could talk, of, you know, about so many things. So it's like, that's why it's like, if people, like, what I know in my work, for sure, like, my sessions with people, you know, 800 sessions or something, right? But I was taught for 
years ago now, right? Like in my own healing process, watching the reincarnation, you know, reincarnation, which is like we come in and we take a body. Yeah. Ours, because we're spirit in physical form. Like that, that's what we are. And so we are light bodies with amnesia. You know, we are spirit in physical form, but we've signed up to have amnesia. Mm -hmm. So we, we are incredibly brilliant, high vibrating, highly intelligent beings in this illusion, right? You're down here in this physical body in order to heal and learn. And so all of our emotional wounds, you know, watching, and I'll explain the the process of reincarnation because I've seen it over and over and over and over, seen it, you know, um, when we, that's why I know for me, like this, this, what I know is the more pain and, and hard experiences people have, that's actually number one, you signed up for all of it. And people that's hard for some people that's hard to swallow really hard. Yeah. You chose your parents, you chose the situation. Yeah. And you, so like, you know, but, but we choose these wounds when we're in our highest self, when we're with God, non-denominational and spirit. And we agree, you know, there's guides, our spirit guides want, you know, but sign up to be with us and we agree to it. We're stoked about it. And we sign up for a life purpose and we're excited about that. It's a beautiful collaboration with God, you know? So like I, this, the best way to explain it is like I'm adopted. So, um, that's, I chose one of my wounds and it's funny cause for like, it's like picturing a little, like a red riding hood basket or something is, is sort of what, um, God showed me like four years ago. And we was like, think of your wounds as like in a mason jar, like on a, a shelf or something. So one of the wounds I chose many, um, because I'm a badass. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's an awesome way to describe it. Oh, it's, you, it's the truth. You pick your wounding. Yeah. Heck yeah. I was like, let's roll, you know? And, and, yeah. you know, I'm, maybe I didn't do that a few times, you know, who knows why, but I know this time I was, ready to co- to roll with it right yeah. and i really wanted to because because when we heal our wounds are tools for transcendence and every time we heal one of them it's on our own soul's behalf that we choose them because every time we heal one of them our soul transcends our vibration changes which vi- you know which changes the vibration on the planet yeah and so i selfishly chose a lot you know <laughs> so like one of them is abandonment so, and we are genderless and that's not, you know, I, people, I think, especially newer seekers tend to think that, or they've gotten the information that like our guides are always like, they have a name, they're some, you know, Buddha or whatever. And that, that is not at least what I've been shown every single time. Um, and so it's, it's irrelevant who you know who they are well do you know their name and i'm like it doesn't matter but so this soul steps forward i choose abandonment i put that in my basket and this soul steps forward on my behalf who's not yet my birth mother and says in order to be in service to your soul's transcendence i will come in and create the wound of abandonment on your behalf and at the time i'm so grateful Right. Wow. What a service, because that's going to create your own wounding, which then you have the choice to heal, not heal. Right. Mm -hmm. Like as we all do, that's the coolest thing is we all have the choice 
We have the choice, we have the power. And to keep our words with ourselves as well. And so I'm in such gratitude at the time. And then my guide says, you know, you're not going to be stoked because remember when you leave here and you take a physical body, you're going to complete, you, you're going to have amnesia. You're going to drink from the river of forgetfulness. And pain. As described in the Logos. You're going to forget who you forget are. Who you are yeah. and, and we will wake you up when it's time. And, you know, and so then, and it's this really cool thing because it's kind of like, looks like a graduation ceremony or something. So then we go in front of God and, you know, non-denominational. I say that a lot because it's important. Um, it's not a bearded dude in the sky. No, yeah. or a, you know, right. it's none yeah. of that. And um, it's a beautiful, beautiful, powerfully vulnerable, masculine love that you will to experience is something that is just in the most healing and most incredible thing I've ever and to get to work on behalf of is like beyond for me so we go and we we're not handed a piece of paper and told you know get down there and like be a basket weaver or whatever we, we choose this isn't a forced no wound no no we choose this beautiful life purpose in collaboration so we agree to we're happy we're excited and we're like yay let's go i i for me i chose all these wounds i'm ready to rock and you know transcend in this lifetime and uh and then i'm also given you know all the tools that i will be i will need on this journey not all, I don't, you're not going to unpack them all at once, but what I'm on, you know, I'm handed a new tool in the middle of session sometimes. And I'm like, wow. Just, just so people are with us too, because I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah. Where are we at this stage of which you speak, where we choose our wound from the shelf in the jar and we're given the tools? Like, where are we there? Are we in the etheric field? Yeah, on the, oh. I said on the other side, you on know, the other yeah, side of, of the 3D of here. Right. Yeah. Where we all reside, God's reside, the angels, you know, everybody. Like that's the loved ones, our loved ones on the other side who've passed, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Like, you know, I will start crying, like talking more about it because it's just, it's so incredible. There, it's, it's non-judgment. There's just nothing but support and pride. Like there's this feeling of pride in us for coming in here and doing this because it's not easy. You know, this isn't, to, to be humans, not easy. No. Yeah, I've, I've even read and heard too that that sometimes the angels cry for humans because it's so challenging for us at times. And I can't think of a better way to understand how to use the etheric field and etheric medicine to heal us here in the 3D than to go out into the four and five in different dimensions but it does not have to be always through plant medicine. It can be through breath. It can be through someone who's trained like yourself. Share with people like, like what you actually do with, with a client, you know, who, who seeks you out? Cause there's so many like thousands of different healing modalities out there. Yeah. Like the etheric medicine that you bring, the special medicine, um, who, who's the kind of person that comes to you and, and what do you do when they arrive? Well, you know, first it's, it's interesting because when I, um, Etheric medicine, I didn't choose, you know, because as I said, or you might know, I got kind of connected to my gift via the Akashic Records. And then when I started understanding... I definitely want to talk to you about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't work in the records anymore. And, and Linda but you Howard, know how to access them. Yeah. Yeah. 
but I, it's not where I work, you know? And so, um, but I, what happened for me in the records is that it, for me, it was more of validation for my connection and an understanding, which is why I teach, you know, I, I try to, I don't like saying teach people, but like help people understand that, you know, all I did and what's necessary to do is to, is to a have faith as we've said, um, because it all begins with faith, which is a unwavering knowing that we are divinely guided a hundred percent of the time. Not a belief. It's a big difference. Mm. You can believe in a lot of things. You can believe in a UFO, but are you going to know they exist until you see one? Like, mm-hmm. you know, until you're on board. Yeah. <laughs> until you got sucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're messing with your hair. Right. Um, <laughs> so, um, anyway, so when I kind of let, I understood I was no longer working because people started showing up with medical issues. And I was like, kind of like, oh my God, like, am I capable of this? You know? Like chronic fatigue or autoimmune, stuff like that? Well, like the first, um, the first person that showed up, I guess this is a good way to uh, segue, is the this young woman, um, she's like 36, um, mother of two, and she had um, won a, a private auction at my stepson's um, school uh, for a free session. And so... I don't like to know anything about people, before, you know, they book and I don't know, I don't look, I don't do anything. And so at the time, this was four years ago, so I was still working out of my home. And so she shows up at my house and she was just like, you know, distraught and um, and said, I just, I don't know what else to do. I've been in level, she has an 11 year old, um, well now she's probably 13 at the time she was 11, she said, I have been at level 10 pain every time I urinate for 11 solid years since I had my first child. And I've done every Western medicine modality. I've done pelvic floor work. I've done this, like diet, like everything. And now the specialist is saying that I have to have my bladder removed. And so I came across your your thing at, you know, um, etheric medicine, uh, at, wait, at the time it might've been called Akashic medium even, cause I didn't even have the name. I was, that's my whole point of the story. Mm. So she said, I've never done anything like this, but I'm desperate, you know? And when she showed up and said this, I actually was, cause I'm always in communication with, with spirit and, and God and, and my parents on the other side. And I was just like, help me. Like, because I know that if she found me, then I'm I can help. Because I know that you know, spirit brings me who it is that they want me to be in service to on their behalf. It's not about me. And so she's at my door. So I was like, okay, you know, help me, show me what how I can help. How can I help her? And um, she laid down, and you know, I just tuned in and I started asking. They started, they as in spirit started um, giving me information about the emotional trauma that was connected to the bladder stored in the physical or physical manifestation both. of the etheric. Both, both, it's both. They feed each other. Well, that, yeah, so that I, that I love that question because 
there's a distinction that I recently was like spirit corrected on myself, which is it doesn't go both ways. It goes from the etheric into the physical. The physical does not come back into the etheric. That's a good note to make then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really good. So I was like, okay, you know, that's how I'm taught. So okay. I got like scolded, but <laughs> like, my You're bad. Student. You're a good student. <laughs> yeah. I, I am devout. So, um, so it was in her etheric, but obviously had made it into her physical. And so this is, and, and as a side note, this is why, you know, Western medicine and etheric medicine or energy medicine, whatever people need to work together, why it would be so beneficial. Because when I see um, density, because I'll see it in the etheric body, and sometimes I don't know, has I ask, has this made it into the physical or not? And um, if I could have some an x-ray or a CT scan or whatever, because right now I'm the CT scan, you know, and I'd like to know that, but I send people a lot. I was like, you should probably go to the doctor and find out, you yeah. know? And, um, and so for her, clearly it was in the physical, right? So it was in both because it, so it had made it because the trauma was so severe that it had made it into her physical body. And then they started giving me the information about what, what that was about. And then do you, do you physically hear voices or is it more of like an internal knowing? It's because I've heard this a lot, but I've never really gotten a clear answer from anyone. Well, what's interesting is, um, it's funny because when I had to um, get, you know, certified for the Kashuk records, um, we had to do, uh, which I have a lot of respect for, by the way, uh, in order to be certified, we had to do like 10 sessions with people who had been doing, working in the records for 20 years or so. So it was legit, yeah. you know, and um, the first session I did on one of these pros, right, was she said, um, do you understand, you know, the Claire's like clairvoyant, clairaudient, Claire? And I was like, no, not really, you know, because I'm just like, this is, I, you know, this is now I understand what I've been doing my whole life. Yeah. And now I'm clear that they've been communicating with me like this. I just didn't understand it. And now I'm understanding it. That's why I'm like, let's go, let's roll. She said, you're kind of all of the Claire's. So it depends on like I can well I can feel things in my own body momentarily until I acknowledge it and because then I'll say okay because I, I don't talk out loud sometimes I do you'll you know because we're gonna do a session after this right mm -hmm. so I'm talking to them I'm talking to my client like I'm you know getting all the pieces in place and and understanding or clarifying things. And so sometimes I can hear, sometimes I can read, they'll throw it up in words sometimes because words are, but, but words are human. Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't use words when we're not in physical form where we vibrate, which is right. Why we can talk about manifestation and all of that stuff, yeah. which is the truth. And, um, and everything is vibration. Everything. Whether, whether you've studied Tesla's work yeah, or the, not. Right. I mean, nothing is completely solid. Everything's porous. Right. It's utterly fascinating that, that we can forget that. So thank you for the reminder. Yeah. Because the vibration of the etheric realm is something that you can attune to. You've trained yourself over the years to really not just be in touch with it, but actually be in communication with it. It's one thing to feel it. It's another thing to talk to it. Yeah. Like, how did you develop that skill? Uh, 
that I love that because I was just going to do a video about this because I was get, I get downloads all the time or communications and and sometimes I forget um, if I don't do it right away. So it takes well, you know my 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 thing is faith, healing, life, purpose. It's a path, right? So you can't go from the end of the line straight to life purpose, which we're seeing a lot of people trying to do, which yeah. is a whole other topic. Um, the crunchy is important. Yeah. Where we have to actually bleed and go through the pain. But well, people tend to not want to share from the middle. They want to share at the end. Or they want to get to the end. Right. Well, the the faith and the healing is important. You know, there's a lot of quick, and we're maybe getting off on another subject, but why I know that the path is um, important, because faith is is the unwavering knowing, as I said, that we... Like we, we have so much support that we have to, if you can't at least like start getting in, in the, in the, like fake it till you make it even, you know, like just, just commit to giving, to trying it. Right. Because when you start saying, okay, guys, your guides, you know, I call my peeps or my guides. Um, all your peeps, my peeps. I'm rolling deep <laughs> my with my peeps. peeps. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know I'm rolling deep, right? Yeah. I signed up for a lot. I need a lot of help, and I and now doing the work that I do now, I understand even more now why you know it. it everything is the way that it is because yeah. this was always coming. You know, this work was always where I was headed as long as I kept asking. Right. Um. Anyway, so faith. So it's such a private experience for you know so like like my purpose may look similar yours anyone else's you know but but as an example like my you know there's clairvoyance there's mediums there's you know because there's a lot of gifts in this basket that I you know showed up with and and but we all have the ability to tune in and 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 have a relationship with our guide that's what we're supposed to be doing it's available for all of us because we're all spirit, remember, in physical form. Yeah. So what we came here to do is to transcend. And every time we heal, the a little bit of the amnesia leaves. And then a little more, a little more, a little more. And then there you, you know, in absolute faith, you know, where you're walking in faith. And everything is possible from that place. I've heard Freud talk about this. I've definitely heard Jung talk about this. Like the more evolved, the more healing someone goes through, the more challenging life seems. It's almost like the more you wake up, the more it feels like you could potentially be Neo in the matrix. And I don't know if that's a hundred percent true for everyone, but it seems at times in my own path. And the reason I'm asking is because this is still related to you understanding how to work with the etheric realm, right, not right. just know it's there. Um, the more I've, I guess, done spiritual development and spiritual growth, the more challenging it has become, right? I feel stronger in some ways. And then when I get something mastered, it'll be like a brand new learning curve. I feel like I'm continually kind of starting over, learning a bunch, feeling good, and then starting over again. Oh, has yeah. it been like that for you in, in, in communication and learning with this etheric field and this etheric body? I, for me... Um, because faith saved my life, literally, um, which is another story for me. I, if I, if I get in my human and I lose, 
I never lose connection to my peeps, but sometimes I can be like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, what am I doing wrong? Cause you know, or what am I not paying attention to? Or what did I just show me? But I don't lose, I never lose sight of faith. So if it's five minutes or the day or an hour or whatever it is, I always come back and be like, all right, I don't know what you have in store, but I'm here for it. You know, whatever this is about, I know it's in the highest good. Mm-hmm. It's it's always in the highest good for everyone. And so, but we struggle so much as human beings because we're so in here. And so that's what my work, I know that, I'm doing on behalf of, you know, God and humanity is I, I know because of my own journey getting here and my work with people and the transformations that have happened for people sometimes like that or in, you know, but the, the healing, whether it's physical, emotional, but also like guidance for CEOs, right? Hey, what do you want to know? Let's just ask your people. Mm-hmm. And then and the, and the guides will literally give a list. It's 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 not crazy. It's what's available. It's real. I've heard people describe this too. Um, a friend and mentor of mine, Paul Check, he said that most people, if they really tuned in and worked on the skill, they could have remote viewing as a possibility. They could understand yeah. this connection with the etheric. They could actually be in harmony and union with it. But we live, Bobby, in this world where it's like it's so neck up all the time. <laughs> like we are accosted with like financial responsibilities and personal conflict and all these lessons that we've signed up for, right? But at the same time, we can become slaves to it if we're not in faith, if we're not in connection, if we're not in the belief. And, and let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, you're a big part of it. And like I said, what I know is like you're being, a, we're being a slave to an illusion. We're, we're, we're being slave to an illusion. We, we're, we're spending so much time trying to, you know, control or look, do this or do that or whatever, you know, and it's like, hey, over here, you know, that's an illusion. Get, you know, get with your your peeps, get in in the faith. And I will I will talk about that until the end of, you know, my time here or whatever and come back and do it again. But because everything begins with faith and from that place everything is possible and if you can get in faith when 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 things are giving you the illusion of like pain or hard or victim victim's a big one mm-hmm. you know like i thought i was like you know before i was stripped of everything but faith you know back 5 years ago i thought that i was that I was experiencing all the hard things because I was bad, you know, because I had fucked up because I did. Why are you you being punished? Yeah, I was being, and it was time for me to go home. Like, and that's where I was at, you know, which is another story. But, um, you had asked, uh, about working in the, uh, or my communication, and so I, I I talk about faith because that is for me where it started. And I then when things started clicking, I was like, oh, it's trust is a two way street between us and our our God and spirit. They trust us to come in here and 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 do this work, right? Like for me on a daily basis, which is why I stand here and pray, and I you know in gratitude and ask who can I help and how can I help them? You know, this is not about me. This is a purpose that I, 
agreed to and signed up for. And I'm here doing the work and I'm committed to it. And they're tr- they trust me to do this kind of work. I take it. This is the humbling, right? I have to trust them back so that what I had to learn and what's really important for people, especially like all the people who are flooding into the life coach industry, like if you really want to work with integrity and in service to humanity and the people that show up needing your help or counting on you to help, no matter why you got into this, you know, into that business, because now it's not being, it, what it looks like is not being in service. It's, it's entrepreneurship. It's coaches, coaching coaches, how to coach other coaches to become coaches. Right. Which is what. <laughs> and no I, one ever actually works with a client. It's insane. Well, I have a lot of people, yeah. co- coaches coming to me now. Yeah. to be, And this is what I say, like, hey, why ever you, you know, because you can do this from your mom's basement, right? And I'm not making fun, but like legit, that's where a lot of people are like yeah. still living with their parents and they're teaching like abundance and stuff when, you know, it's like you watch their mom walk behind them with their laundry. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> But and Honey, then they're do you also, want that sandwich they're now? They're also like, doing the best that they can. For sure. Right? No, I, I have, yeah. I'm just, and I'm a prob- They're probably just trying to eat, right? But, no, but, no. But, but, they're, but like you were saying, there's a yeah. sacred responsibility to this work. And this work yeah. is especially this etheric medicine, which I'll be honest, before you, I'd never even heard of those two words put together. Me either. You got shown that. Yeah. So so to, to bring this around yeah. and so people can really feel and understand... There is this component, I think, of confusion that most people have. Um, this audience is really smart. Like, yeah. we, we really care about these yeah. concepts because we know that intelligence is not everything we can just see. Intelligence sometimes is things that we feel. Mm-hmm. But I think for the grand population, there is just such an incredible pain body around religion and around God yeah. and even around this word, faith. Even yes. around the word faith, there's a pain body. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Ion Biome, creators of Ion Gut Health, a gut-strengthening, brain-boosting mineral supplement sourced from 60 million-year-old soil that naturally supports microbiome balance. This is something that's not actually even a probiotic or a prebiotic. You know, in all my research, I found that probiotics and prebiotics can sometimes be inadequate when it comes to really proper gut health. They simply don't do enough to affect the microbiome in the gut. Now, We learned from Zach Bush on the podcast and in our research for this product and this partnership, the active ingredient in the Ion Biome products is called terahydrite. It's a family of molecules made by bacteria, the same friendly bacteria that's found in our gut. Now, these molecules are derived from carbon frozen in 60 million year old, uncompromised, untarnished soil, the purest of the pure, completely free of modern chemicals. Why is this important? Terahydrite is the missing piece in today's modern health puzzle. This is a way you can connect your head and your heart back home to your gut. Save 15% off your two-month supply of Ion Gut Health. Just head over to wellnessforce.com forward slash biome. That's wellnessforce.com forward slash biome. Enter code Josh1KS. That's J-O-S-H, the number one, followed by a K and S, Josh1KS at the checkout cart to save 15% off and start feeling good from the inside out again. Uh, we've already explored like a lot of concepts about what the etheric realm is and, and we haven't even gotten to your story yet. I wanted to save that because it deserves yeah. its own segment. Yeah. But for people that have confusion around the terms, I'd love to throw these terms out to you. Faith, mm-hmm. right? 
God, and spirit. Faith, God, and spirit. What do you what do you sense with your all your tools and your awareness that those words actually mean to people? And and what are some of the misunderstandings that have caused pain in those words? Faith, God, and really just spirit. Right. Well, gosh, I mean, I've experienced or I have so many different kinds of clients, right? So you would ask that, like, I have people with physical illnesses, you know, illnesses or um, you know, emotional, whatever, you know, or CEOs that need guidance. I don't, you know, so, but, and older people, I'm getting a lot of older people, which is, I think, incredible. Um, and there's, and the, and with the older people, there's a lot of stuff around God, faith, religion, because as I was raised Catholic, you know, and, um, but there's a lot of Christians and things that think that the work that I do is dark, you know, and mm-hmm. they caution anyone they know to not do it. And I'm like, I'm doing God's work. Like, there's no brighter light, and where there's light, darkness cannot exist, you know? And that's who I work on behalf of. And I've had such incredible conversations with Christian people who... um have actually like been in tears and so relieved to hear that, you know, God is, is here for all of us. And as I see like the supervisor and, and not, you know, and that, you know, this is just the information I've got that religion was created to control people using God's name. And he's not stoked about it, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I, because I, because of this work and because and and now knowing and being loved by and knowing that I'm loved by and there's so much pride that comes towards me i it's i don't take offense but i feel um not even sad but like i to think that people are and my mom was one of them you know um she's older but to think that people actually think that you can do anything wrong before God and that you have to that you have to do all these repenting and 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 all this stuff is like that is not the God that I know mm-hmm. and that's not you know um we're here we made this choice all of us it's so you know whatever religion you are you're still spirit and body and we are overseen by all the same things and being in connection to source is available to every one of us, regardless of color, religion, anything. And my hope and my work is to lead people to that, help them understand that because that's, because that's where uh, pain will leave us. And loneliness will leave us, and fear can leave us, knowing that even if we are physically alone, we're not alone. Yeah, you talked about the illusion earlier, which I've had my mind completely rocked in the past two months. I think it was perfect preparation for this podcast, where I got to see like, wow, there's actually nothing behind God. God is everything. Mm -hmm. Time does not apply to God. God is omnipresent in a way that our minds couldn't even comprehend. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment, I'll share with you, Bobby, Mm -hmm. that goes exactly with what you're saying. I was like, 
12 years old and I was in the hallway with my grandpa at his home and he came up to me. He's like, you going to church, Josh? And I'm like, nah, grandpa, I don't like church. It doesn't feel very good. And I don't really trust the people. I was smart by the way, because that, that wasn't the kind of experience of yeah. God that I wanted. But he goes, you know, Josh, he says something so wise. He was like, there's no concept of a man's mind where he could ever understand that when it comes to God, there's no such thing as beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And we're very neck up. We're very linear in this world. We want to understand there's always a beginning. There's always a middle. There's always an end. It's just not true. It, it is here in the 3D. But my wounding around God the and, and, and the yeah. way that I looked at God was like, God, God is to be feared. God is to be like reconciled with and asked forgiveness from all the time. It's just not the case. That's my wounding. I'm, I'm curious right now, 2020, when people say the word God, what do you experience that they might be still hurting from when they even hear the word God? Well, I mean, I mean, the you know, the truth is like, you know, there've been a lot of people hurt in the church <laughs> By priests and, you know, yeah. all these things. That's real, it's real, you know, and people don't like talking about that, but it's real. So, you know, people hear God or, you know, or they were abused by it, you know, like a parent or somebody telling them you're bad, you're going to hell, you're, you know, trying to control and belittle and shame people in the name of God. And like, so it's like, you know, giving God a bad rap when you don't have the right to do that because it's not even the truth. And devoutly religious people, this is for me, and I'm sure going to make a lot of people mad, but it, it's, it is, you know, I still have to speak my truth. Or what I know is, you know, I hear people that are so devout speaking about being completely out of power, their own, out of like that their life is not within their own control, that everything is about doing exactly what God said to do or this or that. And that if they don't, they're bad and they're this and they're, and they're living this, they're not living their purpose. They're not healing the things they signed up. They're not being empowered by how powerful and high vibrating they are because they think they are, not their own powerful being mm -hmm. that is here for a purpose and to be in service in whatever way that is. You know, not everyone's meant to be a healer or a, you know, whatever. Some people are just meant to be a great father, a great mother, right. a great principal at a school, whatever. Yeah. As long as it's your soul's path. It's like, and that's what's, in, you know, and that's something that's, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to think about because as I said earlier, you know, before we come in and get amnesia, we really, we want to keep our word with ourselves. As I said, we want to, when we get to the other side, we want to get there and be like, yes, I did it this time. I lived my purpose. Because we can come in here and not live our purpose sure. for sure. And God's not going to, you don't get like a demerit or smacked on the head or yeah. sent to hell for a year. Because there's, but you know what I mean? It's about us. Like God supports us and our guys, we get back. They're not like, hey, you fucking loser. You know what I mean? Like you screwed up. No, it's about us. Like we want to experience ourselves keeping our word, right? And like doing it. So if you want to think of this almost as like a super fun game, right? Like how long do you want to, you know, stay around people who 
are going to zap your vi- your 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 light or lower your vibration because if you have to get from here to there in a certain amount, you know, and and, and maintain your vibration, your energy, and everything. How long are you going to stay around people who aren't going to lift you? Yeah. Like, be conscious about what you're, you know, that you're here to not just heal, but to like, to to love, to be compassion, to live a purpose, to be in service in some way. And that it, you can carve your own path like we're seeing and we're on this life coach thing or whatever whatever you want to pick whatever industry you want to pick so many people right now because the life purpose is such a big word right now like this kit you know catchphrase is like i they'll come and do a session and i am so grateful that they are because it's like hey you're really stressing out trying to figure out what your purpose is ask Hey, what did, can you lead me to my life purpose and speak, ask your guides? Like, you know, I like to say they're the only people before your guides and God are the only people you signed up in front of it with, right? So that your guides are here on you and your service to you. That's their service. Mm -hmm. They didn't take a body this time. They're in service to our journey. And they're holding all of the information for us. Every good experience, bad experience, every wounding, every trauma, every everything. Because when we need the information, oh, here. You know, so like with me, I just ask, what do I need? What do they need? What What's relevant to this healing? Is it always going back to and reliving childhood traumas? Not every time. Some t- it's not up to it's up to them what's relevant and then they have the information and oh and now what do we do about it and then I'm told so all we have back to the life purpose all we have to do we don't have to rack our brains and go keep kicking how about is this my purpose is this my purpose is this is this just ask yeah start asking and you'll be led to that's how I ended up here I was in real estate for 18 years and a paramedic before that. And then in my hundred lives within this life, I had no idea that I would end up here. It was never a notion for me. It was never, I relied on mediums and healers and everything and have tons and tons. Of, I know there's a lot of really great ones. I mean, I, you know, the ones I've worked with saved my life, you know, and so it's an honor to be here for sure. Did I ever see this coming? No, I got here because I asked, what did I say I was going to do? Yeah, the building block too was faith. You you talked about the wounding a little bit with God and how religion and the church have really used the word of God in an improper way to hurt people. Yeah. And then there's this other side of it where it's faith. You know, it's on your hat. It's it's on yeah, your wall. It's everything. <laughs> it's, it's everything. It's everything. What's the difference between belief and faith? You know, because that's something where I think most people are like, well, they're kind of the same thing. You know, if I have faith that something will happen, it'll happen. But if I have belief in something will happen, well, then I believe. Like, what's the difference? Well, it's that's great because it's the same. I mean, we can use faith and and the experience of faith and the experience of God. It's similar. It's like you people can believe in God or you know believe in faith. Well, I believe in it. You know, but. We can believe in anything, but it doesn't become real until we experience it ourselves. 
And that's why I quickly said like the UFOs got like spirit use that funny. They're always yeah. using funny analogies. And it's like, yeah, there's tons of documentaries on UFOs, right? Like there's lots of information on UFOs. We can watch all that. We can take it if we're interested. We can. And then maybe, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of evidence. You know, I, I suppose I believe in them. And then you're like, like you hear, you're like, oh, no, well, now I know yeah. that they exist. And so I, my, my work here is like <laughs> to get, like to, when I hear, well, I believe in God or I believe in faith or I have faith. I'm like, well, what does that mean to you? And it's, there's some canned answer. It's like learned and regurgitated. Regurgitated. Most people's definition of faith is like whatever their parents told them. Yeah. Or whatever's like on Instagram right now or yeah. whatever, like unfortunately. But like I keep going back to is when you know and you and you commit yourself to be in relationship to your guides and God non-denominational because there's no greater support and you ask as I did show me how you communicate with me never mind you know uh you or anyone else because we started talking about that because in the process of re you know before we come in here because my for instance my purpose is unique to me as yours is and so because it's unique to me i need and have my own unique relationship with god my own communication my own understanding because i need i need to understand that so that i could do what I need to do here. And same with my guides. They're my guides. I need to know how do you communicate with me so that I can understand and be led and guided. And then you then you either have you have you, you either have faith in that. And like for me, I said, you guys better give me a pretty big sign <laughs> that you're here because this what's happening is intolerable. So I got a pretty big sign and you can ask that initially. There's no um, harm in that. It's like there's the God and our guides have an amazing sense of humor, you know? And um, when you look at it like that, you ask like, Hey, I'm, I really want to get on this path. Right. I want to know you're here. I need to know you're here mm-hmm. and show me how you communicate with me, which you can't, I can't even tell someone that in my sessions i can say this is how you this is the way that you can connect but and then you have to you have to trust it Mm. i almost feel like and correct me if i'm wrong it's like faith is the hands and it holds belief so belief is embodied inside of faith Belief is something that you don't even belief is something that needs a, a description or a definition. It's a gateway drug, belief. But faith <laughs> yeah. faith is like it's it's an inner knowing that doesn't need words to describe that it lives there. Is no, that, you is just that close to yeah, it. Yeah, you either know it or you don't. Right. You know, and it's it's an interesting thing that came through in session, I don't know, gosh, maybe a year ago now or so. This other really cool thing that Spirit said is like you cannot straddle the line of faith you can't have one foot in and one foot out because i was shown what that does in our brains and i wanted to say something that you keep saying from the neck up there's mm-hmm. something that keeps coming up when you say that 
because it's easy to, you know, believe or, you know, in faith or have faith when things are awesome, right? And then things start going haywire as they yeah. should and probably always will occasionally. Oh, no, you know, and then we circle the drain. It's like you get on the side of they get on the side of God or or get on the other side but when we straddle the line it makes us even um it invokes even more fear and confusion which is such an interesting thing and i've seen that that's the truth with people when they're like especially seekers or people who've done a lot of work they you know there's a they get really really shook up when they're straddling the line either do or don't you know but in the do is where everything is easier. It takes fortification, though, to to not straddle because straddling mm-hmm. is like the ego wanting uh, certainty that it'll be safe. So as I'm straddling belief and faith, or should I, or should I not? Like, I think that's part of our human experience too, mm-hmm. is to learn what it feels like when we don't have faith, so that when we do actually arrive at this, like the hands of faith, mm-hmm. that we know we're home. Like we know we're actually there. Mm-hmm. Can you unpack a little bit more about how do we actually know when we're in faith rather than we're in belief? Because I think this needs a little more exploration. How do we know? You know when you start understanding that you are, you you ask and you receive. Like that's not a cliche, right? When we we get in that place and it doesn't take like this big meditative, you know, thing. It's literally, I have the breathing, the light exercise and we'll talk more about that in a second. Cause that's kind of what's coming up when the beginning of breathing, they said, let's breathe light into our etheric bodies because we're light bodies. We need to keep the stagnation rolling. But it, when you get in that experience of, communication and understanding and and have and trust the two-way street and you ask you know show me you know which of these five doors I should open for instance you know or if there's a job or if there's like you know a move or something you know you have a question you just ask hey if and you set, you can set the parameters even. Say, okay, well, if, you know, A or B happens, whatever, I'm going to understand that I should, like, go over here. But can you, like, throw up a roadblock for me? Can you ask for a guidepost, essentially? Yeah. Give, sh- please, please, God, show me a guidepost. Yeah. And really be open to whatever it is without an uh, attachment yep. of it having to be a certain way. And know that whatever unfolds, even if it's not the thing that you were hoping is in your highest good. Uh. That's faith. Even if it's not the thing, even if it's not the person, even if it's not the job, you know, even if it's not the house, whatever it is, when we understand that, because we're like, you know, and we're like trying to force, you know, a square into a circle or whatever, and we're completely, you know, out of our faith and out, you know, things are hard. Yeah. When things are hard and they're really a struggle, then you know you're out of faith because sitting back and you just ask and you and you 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 know I my mom and dad especially my mom now is like they can move mountains for us you know and will 
We, but we have to ask because spirit cannot intervene. God cannot intervene on our behalf unless we ask. It's a spiritual law. And I know this because that's what they taught me. Mm. That, and even when loved ones show up in sessions, you know, from the other side, they don't just bum rush somebody. <laughs> it's funny, you know, they, I say, is it okay if your dad's here? You know, da, 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 da. because sometimes people aren't okay. Sometimes the wound is still that deep or the, you know, the lack of forgiveness or, you know, whatever is still that deep. So they wait, you know, and it's by design because the asking is part of the process of being pulled into faith. If you're not, there's no way you have to at least have the notion to ask first. That's like the first step. Mm-hmm. And then when you see it unfold, you're like, oh, shit. This stuff, this is real. I asked and look what happened. Then is when that's when you're, then people can start being like. Yeah. I, yeah. This is big because um, I'm, I don't consider myself to be a religious person either, mm-hmm. but I do have a connection with God that I've never had before. And it happened maybe two years ago. It was in a um, breath work and plant medicine retreat that I was doing. But I was open to the entire dimensions mm-hmm. where the dark and the light exist. Mm-hmm. And we just did a podcast with uh, with my mentor and, and we talked about Isaiah 45, 7. Um, I, the Lord, create the dark and the light. I, the Lord, create good and evil. Mm-hmm. I, the Lord, create all these things. Mm-hmm. So we live in this playground and I've had mediums share with me in session, like this is the devil's playground. Do you believe that's true? And, and how do you make sense of Isaiah 45, seven in your work? I mean, I've not like, you know, this is the most, it's funny because I'll, I, my friend Kat, you know, Merritt, um, she, she said to me, do you know, um, you say a lot of things that are from the Bible, and I'm like, what? Because I've never read the Bible. Uh, I'm like, why do I need to read the Bible? I'm talking to him, you know? Like, <laughs> I have this, the God yeah. internet right here. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, so if there's something I need to know, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hear it. You know, it's true. That's my life. And so, um, this, so I said, what? And she's like, what you just said is in the Bible. Basically, because of your your faith and the in and the the Matthew nine twenty two, which happens to crazy be my wedding date. Mm. Um, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith has made thee whole. <sighs> I said, "What?" She sent it to me, and that it it like it made me start crying because um, you know my dad's on the other side, and I know you know he he's such a powerful. Um, force for me and uh, so the daughter part is that but also um, faith has changed everything for me and then in turn changed things for a lot of other people because I'm in service in that way but um, I so I don't know the verse that you just said but what I do know is uh, what it, I don't agree with it's the devil's playground. playground. I think that's um, that's a like a dangerous thing to even say. 
because what I know is, as I said, you know, we speak in vibration, right? Um, just another funny analogy, like whales are not under there yelling at people, right? In the ocean, they're vibrating mm -hmm. to communicate. And so when we say things like that, we give it power and um, it brings it into the consciousness and the vibrations heard, right? And so um, if you want it to become that kind of playground, then we can certainly, well, we're kind of looking at that right now. Like look at the this pandemic. The pandemic is a low, dark vibration. And unless we all start healing and stop finger pointing and hating and being racist and lacking compassion and, and lacking our own inner work and our own connection to source and like, it's a shit show. And in the, in the shit show and the things just keep getting worse because, because the vi it's like, the darkness is, is, is clinging. It's being fed. It's being fed. Yeah. Cause I can see it's sort of like a, um, a low rolling, um, dark fog is, is how, and I've saw it before it even came, you know, as I said, I did a video before the pandemic even showed up and was like, Hey, we're about to all get up. And we're going to link that in the show notes too. Cause it was like December yes. mo months before COVID had happened right. and you had a signal Right. You had an awareness that something big, I think you said it was going to upend us. Upend. Yeah, we're all going to be upended. Yeah, it's on my Instagram. But um, because because I'm always, not just in session, but I'm always sort of in communication and I get these this teachings. And this, sometimes, like I said, I'm asleep and I sometimes I wake up and I was like, wow, you know, or I'm doing sessions on people I don't even know. Um, but that came through. I started being like, Oh my God, you know, and I, and seeing like, literally it's funny, like being, you know, how you can hold somebody by the feet and shake out their pockets. That's the, that's the visual that came as like the up ending because nobody's, uh, being self-responsible in their own, a purpose here, but their own healing. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a body here on the planet, there's healing to do it. I don't care who you think you are how rich you are, how yeah. poor you are. If you're here, there's healing. To do. Everyone chose a jar. Yeah, <laughs> so like, a lot of them. Or every, one or whatever. Yeah, everyone chose jars. You can't come in. You can't yeah. come here without doing that. No one comes in. Uh, Caroline Miss calls it sacred contracts, right? Uh -huh. I don't know if you follow her work at all. But but it's it fascinating because I was watching her her series on Gaia and she was talking about how everyone has a unique soul contract. Mm -hmm. Now you described it as everyone mm -hmm. has a unique wound that they serve from. And I've heard this from John Wineland as well. Mm -hmm. A wound is actually a beautiful place to serve from, but not to be victimized from. Yes. Right. And so let's make that distinction because right now it could seem to so many that we are all being victimized mm -hmm. if we choose to look at it that way. And I loved how you corrected me on the devil's playground thing because I'm not open to anything I say ever being 100% right all the time, except for I choose to change my mind when I receive information that feels more true. And yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. So right now, so many people that are feeling victims, can you speak to them? Can you, can you talk to the men and women, the human beings that are feeling victimized, 75 million Americans bankrupt, people yeah. uh, starving, people literally like I'm 40. I've never seen this much mm -hmm. hatred, bigotry, mm -hmm. negativity, 
victimization. Like it's, it's rampant. Yeah. If you were to, to just send a message to everyone that feels that way, what would that message be? That feels racist? Victimized. Oh, victimized. <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, like, you know, uh, when my healing happened and the moment that I realized after I had, you know, we were going to talk about ayahuasca probably for me was powerful because I went into it devout, you know, and I went into from, for myself, not, you know, I was scared because I, I didn't ever do anything like that. But for me, and we'll talk more about it, but at the end, I, after witnessing or re re-witnessing all the trauma because I've had a lot you know not just as an adopted kid but I had like my brother is you know one of those dark people and then a lot of other things but so I wa I watched all that through the eight hours of this you know ceremony and at the end I came out um, it's a much longer story, but this piece is like, I was like, wow, I'm strong. If that kid who's me now went through all those things and I'm still here, there must be a really good reason for it. What is it? You know? And I, re and I've, and from that moment, literally, I, I became so empowered by everything that I had experienced. And now sitting where I'm sitting, doing the work that I'm doing, I understand even further that I had to experience every one of those traumas and hard things in order to have the level of compassion that I do for every single human being, especially in the, the you know, for everyone for sure, but the people that come here and do sessions with me, I hear and I re-witness things on their behalf that there there's so much shame for and and you know think that it's it's gonna be the worst thing that has ever happened to anyone. Cause we all think, oh, I'm you know, this happened to me and it's the worst thing. It's like there's nothing that I haven't experienced, right? So there's nothing that I, I don't understand. And that's also another way in which it makes it so easy for spirit to communicate with me because they can sometimes show me one of those experiences or whatever. But the point is, I know for sure that 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 whatever is going on is not to victimize you because what you're when you're in victimization what you're saying is like hey see me as powerless mm -hmm. hey i'm powerless i mean that's and not intentionally but that's really what you're saying because you're you you're giving your powers like you chose these things i promise you because you knew you know at your highest level self, how strong you are, or you wouldn't be experiencing it. So it's are you saying that, that we as a collective chose COVID-19, ch these 75 million Americans chose bankruptcy? I think there's not enough people here, the, the, because when not enough people, our collective vibration is this low. So what's happening here is because there are a lot of gifts. I mean, it's, there's a lot of gifts coming from people are healing. Yeah. People are spending more time. You know, yes, there's lots of loss and stuff, but there's so many incredible things happening because people were sat in their shit. 
in and forced to be sitting in their house instead of you know the the coping mechanisms that people have when they're the porn, in, the shopping, the food, all the weed, of it, the drugs, addiction, the alcohol. you know, um, getting that's you know being out and constantly being busy and like having every second of their day full. Yeah. When that's stripped away, you know, and we're left with ourselves, that's right. you either throw in the towel or you start asking. And it, and I think it, it's brought a lot of people to God and faith because you don't have when you're stripped of everything but that you don't that's your those are the two choices, you either go down you know or you begin to rebuild from that place, and it changes your whole life. So being a victim to these things is not serving us we're here for so much bigger than that and it's and i keep cuz i see everything right so it's like being held in like living down in the cave of victimization is it's whole is holding us from our life and like our purpose here and from everything you know all the beautiful things um, that are available when we can, uh, it's like, it, that's what I'm trying to do is like, Hey, let me reach down in that. I'm not going to get in the hole with you. And I'm certainly not going to like, Oh, poor you. That is not my work, you know, yeah. and it's not always easy to do because, you know, people in victimization want, um, that sympathy and that, you know, all of that stuff. And of course I have compassion, but then I'm going to say, okay, but Let's get out of there now because you aren't powerless. I don't mm. see powerless. I see strength. What I heard from you too is like for somebody that is feeling like a victim, yeah. it's a feeling. It's not a real estate. It's not an address. Like, right. It's our choice to live there or not. And I, I got to say, like you talked about choice earlier too. Yeah. What is it about the human spirit, about faith, about connection to God that allows people to leave the real estate of being a victim? And just experience it as a wind going by. Because we all, we're human beings. I don't want to shame anyone for feeling like a victim. Shit, I felt like a victim no. before, you know? Yeah, hell so, yeah. So, so the wind comes by. But what is it about the human spirit, about us, that allows us to not stay in, in, that, in that real estate of victim and, and move through it quickly? Like, how do we move through that? Again, you know, I, f I think first, I mean, that's where why I have this. It is what it is. Um, when did you get that? 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. When, yeah. And um, because when we break it down, right? Like, uh, you know, okay. So like what's coming through is, you know, I had a, a man in here um, 41 or so years old, not so long ago. And, you know, my air conditioner is a dial out there in the hall and you can hear it clicking. And I was sitting in my chair here and, and he's sitting and he's, talking about for 30 minutes about um he has three little kids and a wife and beautiful family right and he's i just can't connect to them i this because i'm just like my dad my dad was this my dad was mean and my stepmom this and this and this and this and this and this and this just all the reasons why he can't be present because his dad was so mean, right? At 41. I'm not making fun of it, but you know. And I then all of a sudden I got this sound and I was like, hey, do you hear that ticking? 
And he's like, yeah. I was like, well, oh, that's my air conditioner. I'm like, do you know how much time is on it? And he's like, no. I was like, well, what if I don't either? But what if like that timer was set on how much time you have left here on the planet? Do you want to keep talking about your mean dad? Or do you want to go home to your family? Because I'll, if you want me to sit here, like, it's like, it's over. And you're sitting here, so you look like you survived it. I mean, right? And it's not being mean, but like, that's the reality is you already survived it because you're here. I'm looking at you. Or if you're listening, I did a video about it. It's like, if you're listening or watching this video, you made it. What I mean, what can you do? You can't, there's nothing that can be changed. So why is it that we're so, you know, it's it, for many people, it's a, it's a personality. Mm-hmm. It is an absolute identity. So what would someone be without it? They don't know. Are you willing to trade that in for what? Like, what's on the other side of that? Who am I without it? Well, I don't know. Let's see. You know, it's like, don't you want to know? You know, because that is really, you, you brought up Elon Musk, and it's funny because um, that came in a session, which is like, hey, until Elon Musk can get, like, your dad, for instance, in a time capsule, like, we can, he can, Elon Musk creates a time capsule, and you can convince your dad, for instance, to get in the time capsule with you as an adult, right? He's an adult, you're an adult, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and go back to when you're back in time, and then they can be without their own wounding, which is an impossibility, because they also came in with wounds to heal, so they, yes. their soul transcends. So we can have compassion for them, or we should. Number one, so get them in the time capsule, get them to commit to, you know, sign up to go back in time and then be pain-free, wound-free and reparent you. Spend all the time doing that or whatever so that you can come back here and how would that even be different? What would be different? A lot of, who knows, how long would that take? I don't know. Like you're in the time capsule because here there is time. Right in that in this illusion, there is time. Yeah, we only have so much time on the the clock. So, do you want to take a, a, a unknown amount of time to do something that doesn't even matter? What I heard from you is that we get to be parents to ourselves in whatever moment we find ourselves in, because that's what love does. Yeah. Love takes responsibility. Love takes ownership. There is something so syrupy sweet about being a victim though. And, and I felt it in my own life too, where it's like, God, that's such a comfortable yet uncomfortable place to live. And it's my conscious choice to like, stop drinking the nectar of victimhood and go towards something that might scare me. But I think way deep down, I know like that's what life is about. It's about going to the unknown. It's about experiencing the unknown where all the possibility lives, right? So we can make the most of this life, but man, there is a bridge of courage maybe a faith that we all have to walk. It's unique to each person. I don't think it's blanket statement. No, there's a, you can never make a blanket statement. (laughs) You can't, you know, because we're all so uniquely 
separate. I mean, we are, each soul is so individual, which is why, you know, no, as we said, like no one healing is going to, everyone needs a recipe and who knows what it is. You have to start seeking it. Right. So, and, and seeking the right people, but there's also, you know, um, if you don't want to take responsibility for yourself, especially as an adult, being a victim gets you a lot of, it gets you, it could get you financial support. It could get you a parental support as an adult that you were, that they couldn't give you. Like you're still waiting for them to give you what you didn't get when you were little. So you're going to like live in their home or you're going to be you're, financially tied to them. In some yeah. Way. Lack self-sufficiency or whatever it is. I mean, it, I see so many different things doing this work, you know, and, and no one intends to do it. We're all doing the best that we can all the time, even if it doesn't look like it to us or to someone else. I know for sure, whatever it looks like out here, that's the best that they can do. With the level of consciousness they have. Yeah, or pain, lack of pain or pain or whatever you want to, you know, no one goes out at the, well, you know, there could be some people, but nobody starts out their day saying, I'm really going to be the biggest dick I can be today. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going to do the worst I can today. Right. Just to piss everyone off. Well, guess what? Nobody ultimately gives a shit. Like, that's you know, everyone else is doing their own thing and, and trying to figure out their own uh, life or level of whatever. But ultimately, yeah, they're even being a victim. And I use this word a lot, but like it is ultimately an illusion set up and designed in order to bring us to the healing that we said we wanted to do. So you see, it's just a mechanism to bring us to the healing that we said we wanted to do. So the pain is actually being in service to us because without the pain, we wouldn't have the inclination to heal. And then without the healing, there is no tool for transcendence. I love that definition so much because many people, we've explored this concept a lot on the show, uh, spiritually bypassing, right? Using um, esoteric language, using spirituality as a way to actually not feel your shit, yeah. to actually not yeah. use pain as your teacher. Like you pick the jar, but you're like not happy with what's in the jar. So you're like, oh, I'm just going to use I'm going to put that one back. <laughs> I'm going to put that jar back. I'm going to like go meditate in an ashram for 10 years yeah. and like not actually face my shit. Um, so not from a place of judgment, just but just from a place of awareness. In, in your line of work, in the etheric realm and just etheric medicine, what do you say to people that might be um, in the stance or the judgment that this is a bypassing tool, right? Just to play like an advocate, like devil's advocate here. Like when people think of etheric medicine or going into these realms that you can't see, it's things that you can only feel. Um, do you ever have people bring up the fact that like this kind of work is bypassing in some way? Has that ever even been in your Actually, space? that's interesting because it's the opposite. It's the opposite of, so I'm wondering if I'm not articulating something right, because actually this work, this is the work that people avoid, mm. you know? So there's other things out there right now and, you know, um, magnet things and what, you know, swiping and stuff like that. And what I know, and most people who who work with me will be like, you know, that was incredible but like not what i anticipated not what i saw coming and it's well number one that's because like if you think the the problem or the wound if you think you already know what it is and it's still there then 
it isn't it, right? So that's the beautiful thing about spirit is they actually know what the core thing is and we just ask and then we get to it. And it's never what people think, Mm. rarely. Yeah. And so it's hard sometimes for people, especially if, you know, they just want to hear, you know, oh, everything's amazing and whatever. But it's like, because things will be uncovered on our behalf. But if you don't really want to know what that is and you kind of want to sidestep it, you can't. Oh, you can. You can walk out of here or get off of the Zoom call and not do any of the work. Like it's absolutely, it is our choice, mm-hmm. right? But you'll get the information. That's the thing. And, and, and you know, people, um, um, one of my clients said, you know, instead of, you know, faith, healing, life, purpose, she's like, your catchphrase should be quit fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, she's like, well, that might not market very well. Yeah, it won't yeah. market very well. But you know, it it is so. It is the opposite. Like if it, this is real work, yeah. And I understand, and at least my teaching and my knowing and the work that I do, at least with the people that are put in my line, because you know, spirit puts the people in my line, and I just say yes. And so the people in my line, at least, the purpose of the wounds are to bring us to faith, learn self-love via self-care, which leads to self-worth, right? If we love ourselves, it doesn't matter if anyone else, right? Anything's possible from that Everything, place. Everything, we cannot, that is, a, that is a step that when we sidestep it, like most of us do, yeah. how do we teach anyone else to love us if we don't know how to love ourselves, right? And so, and it changes the vibration of everything. You know, I called in, my beautiful partner, soulmate, by being in the vibration of 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 worth and deserving, and you know wouldn't settle for less, and then waited and was patient instead of you know uh, accepting anything less because I had done. I fell in love with myself. I treated myself like like you know candles and like these are the things nesting and like treating myself in the way that I deserve, reparenting myself, whatever yeah. you want to, however you want to think about I it. I love that phrase. Yeah. Reparenting. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what? Your parents can't. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. And if you need your parents to parent you as an adult, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. And this is when people come to you, I, yeah. I assume, at that place. Um, like, quite frankly, like transparently, like they're still wounding around my father that brought me yeah. to you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm 40 years old. So I'm, I don't know. My story might be much different than the gentleman who's 41 with the AC. Yeah, clicking. of course. But like, there's a reason why I've come to this place in my life, you yeah. know, after 400 of these interviews and like millions of people that have heard this show, I'm now just asking myself, okay, God, I'm all right. Whatever needs to be healed. I'm okay with yeah. Like whatever needs to die, whatever parts of my ego that need to be shed, I'm 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 really okay with it and I'm at peace. And whatever your guidepost is, I fully surrender and accept to it. And, and that's the kind of thinking and the kind of energy that brought me to you. Yeah. Through a friend, through another friend, yeah. through another friend. Because th- that's how these through things spirit. happen. Yeah. That's how these things Ultimately. happen, right? So for people that are if you just resonated with what I said and with and with what I just said, if it stuck to your soul, um, how do people prepare themselves for this type of work with you? Like, where do they need to be from a soul level, from a heart level to feel drawn to you in this way? 
willing and um Yeah, I mean, that is such a great question because I get so many different people and I ultimately know that um, that it is by divine guidance anyway. And so I think I get a lot of people who maybe wouldn't have chosen, <laughs> if that sounds, that may, may not have just chosen, but they, to come, because a lot of people do show up and they're not ready to do the work, Right. And that's evident in by the next session. Did you do, because spirit will give homework. You know, I have a like prescription pad in there, you know, prescription pad that is specific to people in a session. And no, because of this, I had a da, 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 da. Okay, so, but, you're, but here we are in another session, which you're paying for. Mm -hmm. You didn't do what you were supposed to do the first time. So you've not invested any more in your own life or your healing than you had done the first time. Because I'm not about just taking people's money or whatever. This isn't about that for me. This is really about I want people to be in less pain. And I want people to be empowered. And I want people to utilize spirit and God to like blow the doors off of whatever it is they want to blow the doors off of. Could be healing, could be their business, could mm -hmm. be their relationship. Whatever it is that you want to do, you have to release whatever's in the way. Who we don't what is that? I don't know. Let's ask. Right? Because obviously you don't know what it is. So let's ask. I don't even know you. So how would I know? But then what the information that comes through is so dead on. But so you can even you could leave a session because the stuff that comes through you either you, there's no excellent like you either have faith in that or like if it's too hard to hear you're like nah, you know and then blow it off um which is why I don't typically do discount sessions anymore because then people are less likely to do the work yeah if there's no value. What's hitting me too is like, there's, there's trust that I have with you because we've had so much connection and conversation, but so many people don't trust right now because yeah. let's face it mm -hmm. in this world of spirituality, there is so many charlatans yes, and so many people that masquerade. And I learned this from my dealings in with ayahuasca and Costa Rica. Um, so many people who I could name names and I'm not going to, yeah. they are so incredibly fake yeah, and they are not to be trusted. Yet they have the followers, the money, the backing, all these things that, yep. that people think they can be trusted. Is there a, like a guidepost or a manual that you could give us? Is there a way that we could actually know how to trust a healer like yourself mm -hmm. when we're going out into the field and searching for the healing that we're calling in? How do we, how do we learn how to trust people? Is there a guidepost for us there or a checklist? I mean, I think, you know, with the rampant, you know, healers and out there right now, it's the same, you know, to, I'm staying on this, the topic, but it's a great analogy or it's a great example. Like when I was a real estate agent, right? I You had a skill, right? And in, in, in everything. And then the dot-com thing maybe, you know, happened in San Francisco. So I was in Oakland, San Francisco. And when 
there was all this money out there, these kids that were in the dot-com buying houses with bowling alleys and everything. You could pretty much, as a realtor, um, you know, throw a dart in the dark and hit a buyer, right? And Or a seller. And it, the market got flooded with real estate agents. Like, again, and it's not a put-down. It's just that there's no experience behind it. These kids that were still had no notion of real estate or the experience of anything, right? And they were getting their license and then they were coming in. And of course, they were making a ton of money because there was money. But then, and also mortgage people were being shady who lots of them went to jail because of their shadiness. But none of them cared, right? But, and here I stayed solid and steady working with the people that I work with and whoever. And I never had to advertise or anything because people just... We're drawn to, um, you know, the way that I worked or whatever, my authenticity. And when the market changed and the short sales started happening or whatever, those those realtors who had no real experience or the intention to have the right intention, like both were missing, right? Mm-hmm. So they would usually hook up with a shady mortgage person. Yes, and they would sell people down the river and people lose their house and they didn't care. You know, it feels for me vibrationally, I'm bringing that up because it feels similar to me. People are the most stressed, the most in need yeah. there. And right now, like maybe they were in 2008 right. during the crash. Right. But on a spiritual level now. On a spiritual level. So there's like, there's short selling. You know, there's foreclosures happening. There's like, you know, it's the same. Everybody's a life coach. Everybody's Everybody. a healer of some kind. It's like, how do we decipher the truth? And people are in a desperate place right now. And so, you know, I work on not, you know, it's hard to not be upset by it because I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about people, right? Yeah. And I'm concerned because I actually get a lot of them. You know, I get a lot of the people on the other side of, you know, that have tried this, 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 you know, all these other people and they're even life coaches themselves. And then they're ending up in front of me, which I'm grateful like I'm not I'm grateful yeah. that they land in front of me because then at least I can take them and be like, "Hey, if you can only get someone halfway over the bridge in this right now because you're still in the middle of the bridge yourself, then put it down. Like do some of your own work, connect to source, like get the guidance so that you can guide other people. You can't because you're going to have two choices. You're going to have to bullshit people, which is happening. Or you're going to have to all stand in the middle of the bridge because you don't know how to get them to the other side. So what are you going to do? Because that's the truth, Mm. right? And a lot of them are choosing to bullshit people or steal, you know, pull knowledge from other people's podcasts or or videos Mm. or whatever, enough to sound legit. But when it comes down to it, you know, there's people relying on them. And they, they're not capable of really being in service because they're being entrepreneurs. They're not being in service, as I mentioned earlier. So people so fall into that trap they, of believing these, really, in a way, false prophets. Yeah, false like. prophets who have the good marketing or the great social media skills. Because it, it's challenging. Yes. Like, uh, look, I'm a marketer, but I'm a marketer. We produce conscious clickbait, <laughs> right? So yeah. it's we want, we want you to click, but it's because there's love and consciousness right. behind it not because we're trying to scare you. So that's my promise for this conversation as well. But but 
going back to my initial question, like, is there a manual? Is there a field manual of like, okay, if my healer or if my guide acts this way, or maybe I can't look them in the eyes and, and feel in my body that I can trust them, or besides the obvious, um, what can you share with the audience about how they can decipher if they can trust a healer? I think it's important to, I mean, I would, to read people's testimonials like deep in there. And, and it's also if you can read them in a way that, you know, cause if a testimony you sound, if it sounds too perfect and wordy and like, you know, all the fluffy stuff, but it's really saying nothing, then, you know, pay attention to those things, pay attention. How do they like, how do they represent, you know, in their own life, you know, where are they, especially if it's a life coach, like yeah. where, how are they living? Ask them, you know, what, can you help me understand what qualifies you to be coaching me? Love it. Interview the healer. Interview, Interview them. them. Yeah, yeah, interview them. Like what, help me understand, you know, because I'm, it's not just about money. It's it's time. It's yeah. vulnerability. Because man, does it take vulnerability to heal? You know, that's probably the main ingredient is vulnerability. And, you know, because we have to, we, we have to let our egos down and our story, right? Because if we're trying to heal the story of our life and the story we're telling is not the truth, then how do we heal? Right? So you got to put down the story. Mm-hmm. And half the time we don't even know what the story is, especially if we've got trauma because we forgot, you know? So we have double amnesia. <laughs> sure. It's like, what's, well, that's Okay. Again, because spirit has all the information, so we ask. But definitely, and ask what qualifies you. What is the success of the people that you have supported or helped? And um, what brought you to this work? I'm seeing stories, you know, because uh, Pain to Purpose became, you know, one of those click things i've watched all this from you know well like a hashtag you mean you know like pain to purpose but like people have started like well at what qualifies me is like you know i broke my big toe when i was two and it was really traumatizing you know sure sure that's what qualifies me to do this or i whatever like they're kind of taking stories and creating this um their own experience through whatever Anyway, I'm just noticing that, and some of it is. Um, I'm clear on that. The, yeah. the interview, looking at the testimonials, also, uh, and I heard this um, from many different people in my world. Now that I'm on the other side of some things that I'll share down the road, where I was um, in a place of naivete, and I did trust people when it came to plant medicine, medicine yeah. specifically, where I can look back now, and I really ignored my inner guidance. Mm-hmm. Like when I looked into the shaman's eyes or when I looked into certain people's eyes that my, I guess I just really wanted to trust them instead of actually trusting them. And I think I want to put that out to the audience as well, because like the interview process you said is great and reading the testimonials, but also don't you think somewhere in our soul, we just know, don't you think we just know as long as we refine that, that knowing? Yeah. And I would, I mean, and that is the the biggest thing in is, is like, like I can like people will come because everyone's like learning. Oh my God, there's a lot of charlatans, people who are seeking healers or, you know, clairvoyance, whatever. And they're, you know, inundated by the charlatans or whatever. And, and, but, and they'll, they'll be like, <gasps> you know, when we get on a session, they'll be like, 
I watched that Montel, I saw you on the Montel podcast and with, it took me 10 seconds to something just told me that you're real, like your mm-hmm. humbleness, your whatever, you know, and they listened because even in our, you know, most wounded state, again, we're connected. We just have to ask and then trust it. Trust what's coming up. Watch somebody's eyes. You know, if watch a video of a healer or a life coach or whatever, and 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 try to like tune in if you understand what that means. You know, just really, yeah. From this place, just watch them and 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 listen to the words. And do they really? Are they saying anything? Are they saying anything? Or are they saying a lot and it sounds good? But they're not saying anything. But you can't feel the embodiment right. of it. And I'll, I'll probably catch some flack for this, but God, the first time I ever heard the medical medium, you know, the celery juice, mm-hmm. I was like, something just doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. And uh, my girlfriend played me a tape of him claiming that celery juice he fixes frozen shoulder and all these wacky claims. And I'm like, man... We really need people like that out there to show us the shadow and to show us the darkness of what we need to watch out for Mm -hmm. so that when we do come across somebody we can trust and we can feel the embodiment of their skills and practices within them, we know what's right and what's wrong. And I think it just takes time. I don't think anybody can ever 100% avoid um, learning hard lessons. Mm -hmm. You know, I I learned mine. Yeah, for sure. As we we cycle down, like I'd love for you to share maybe one of the lessons, maybe a hard lesson that you've learned when it comes to trusting people in a healing capacity that potentially let you down and and how you recovered from that. Um, I think that I, I've always tuned in. I'm trying to, well, I I just went on a different topic, but yes, I think that um, when I spoke about ayahuasca, I was guided by a psychic, you know, somebody that, um, her name's Ama, that I was working with as when I had just recovered from homelessness and, and stuff. And she said, it's time for you to do ayahuasca. She's like, do you know what that is? And I was like, no, you know, and I'd never done any hallucinogens or whatever, you know, in my life. I, to me, that is a, I could never be that out of control. It was a luxury, right? Cause I was always, I was the only one that I was going to help, you know, survive or eat or whatever. So, um, she, I said, what is it? And she said, well, you know, it's a, it's a plant medicine. She explained a bit about it. And I, and I said, well, how do I, yeah. I mean, if you're saying it, that's, I'm ready for that. Um, and she said, well, just put the word out to one person. Cause I didn't know how to, you know, she's like, yeah. cause it's not legal, you know, um, but it's a powerful medicine and you're ready for it. And so um, I put the word out and she said, and then just wait. And so I did that. I chose a person. And then I think it was like three months later or something, I get this email and I knew um, by the subject line that it was the right, it was my time and and the right group at the time. And um, I went into it in such a personal way because I had read some about, you know, being the spirit of grandmother. And I really wanted help. You know, I really wanted, um, what I could, I called it like the slippery pig. 
I had done so much healing. And yet here I even came to the place of, you know, being stripped of everything but faith, even though I had done all this work. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, what the fuck? You know, (laughs) what is going on? And so I went into it like I came into this life, saying the same thing, bring it, whatever it is that I need to heal. But it was truly ceremonial for me. It wasn't, you know, to go trip balls on something that's popular. Yeah. I went into it with a reverence for the medicine. And to me, uh, for the spirit of Grandmother Abuelita. And uh, I asked to be taken down, you know, and I asked to be healed. And I asked to be shown the way out, you know, and towards whatever. And that's what I got, you know, for eight hours. But I knew that I was held by my own, by my peeps and Abuelita. And, um, and for I, people that don't know, Abuelita is the spirit? Spirit of grandmother. Yeah, the the, mayor, grandmother. the medicine is spirit of a, a Peruvian yeah. grandmother. And so I went into it with that intention and with that reverence for, right, the medicine and the and spirit and and the healing. And I, and that's exactly what I experienced. It changed my life. And then I, um, and, and I was, you know, I, and, and I was so grateful and am so grateful because it did change my life. But then I, you know, started, it started getting popular, you know, just like this is popular, right? Healing's popular, life going. Mm-hmm. And, I noticed a lot of people started just becoming shamans or like cooking the met, you know, like doing all this. And, and actually a lot of, you know, jobless people and they were just sort of following the medicine around weekend to weekend Mm -hmm. and living in their cars and just doing all kinds of other drugs while they were doing that. And, and I'm feeling into that and just like, wow, you know, wait, was that real? Is what I experienced real or was that, you know, it started kind of, it took, it kind of, because um, I used to talk about it a lot, like ayahuasca is, you know, there's such a healing thing. Yeah. But you have, just like anything, just like going into a session with me, you know, or, or going into, you know, whatever you have to be you don't have to do anything but it but it, to 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 get the full from what i understand get the full benefit of things is like it must be um to be like devout to your own healing and the tools that are available but when they're misused and ego driven or um disrespected which i feel right and and that's what kind of tripped me up i was like oh my god did i really heal i mean was that real for, you know like i was saying it kind of screwed with me a little bit and um i do know that like it is powerful because that's it it did change my life and i never went you know back but 
I think the experience of the misuse of it or being witness to the misuse of it kind of um, tripped me up a little bit. Yeah. And just like a hammer, it's a, it's a powerful tool, right? Yeah. You can build a home. You can also take somebody's life with a hammer. Yeah. You could kill somebody with a hammer. Yeah. So ayahuasca is the same way. Mm-hmm. And, and I would, in the same way that you beautifully stated how we can trust healers, I would say that it's just as important for us to do the same, if not even greater, um, delineation process of who we can trust when it comes to shamans, when mm-hmm. it comes to plant medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because when people are in the vibration of the medicine, they're more easily adapt to be maneuvered. They're more easily adapt to be um, taken advantage of at some point. And maybe their soul's calling that in for growth. I'm sure mine did as well. But um, this this path is not, this path of healing, this path of consciousness like you said, it's it's not for people that want to stay in the victim zone. It's not for people that want to stay in the story. Uh, I feel like we're rewriting a massive new story as a humanity right now in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, another, I know we want to go, but another uh, thing that came up there is we're, you know, because we are in such a different time, you know, there this, this is like, there's a there's a real need for healing. This clearly. is it, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is a big deal. <laughs> is, yeah. You know, this upending like this like we're nothing's gonna clear out yeah. of out of here until we start clearing our own you know vibrations and our yes. energy bodies and 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 um taking responsibility for ourselves you know in every way which is not being a victim and you know it's like and all that. There's a lot of, you know, I got a, a message from Spirit about f- four years ago, a lot went on four years ago that, and I think was for now as well, which is um, even people with gifts, you know, four years ago or whatever, or now, they may have truly had the gifts, but if they are not giving back with all that they have been given, then their gifts will begin to diminish. It was such a clear message. And I was like, oh, wow. And I've started kind of paying attention. And because I can sort of see that um, people that have gotten a lot with their gift and uh, are struggling for, um, they're shifting their whole thing and they're struggling for relevance. and 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 it feels a little desperate to me. And it's and and we needed something different then than we need now. Mm-hmm. And I I know that there's a whole new army or legion. I like to say legion, you know, because there's a whole new legion of healers that are heading to the front lines that are here, you know, that are trying to get there. And we might have to duck out of the way you know, of the charlatans or whatever, but, you know, I will stay the course because I know, right, that, that, that's what I, that is what I'm signing up to do and that, um, we'll be standing. We will always, you know, that's, that's how this is going to happen. And as long as we stay true to our work and our purpose and being in service at this level, then everything is is gonna be okay and go yeah. as it's supposed to. But like, be in service to humanity and the person in front of you. If it's one person, if it's a group of people, go into it with that intention. Yeah, 
I love that so much. I, I've heard this before. I might mess it up, but who cares? Um, the purpose of life is to find your like unique gift. Mm-hmm. And then the meaning of life is to give that away. And I feel like that's what I can sense in you. Like, um, we're going to do another podcast at some point because your, your story, I wanted to really make sure that we all felt and, and understood these concepts because they're yeah. very big concepts. We didn't have a lot of time to go in your story. You have an absolutely incredible story that really forged you in the fire, like galvanized steel yeah. that brought you here. So, and that's the reason why I felt so trusted to bring you on the show. And, and we've had such yeah, great conversations. Um, but, but as parting guidance, you know, with all these concepts we've explored in depth, like the etheric realm and, and the kind of medicine that you can find there. And even the path that led you up to here and where we are in 2020, we're writing this new story. It's like challenging, but uplifting at the same yeah. time. It's just a crazy it's place. Exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, how would you, you define if you had to define living life well no matter where we are what age we are what's your definition of wellness how do you define living life well right now with everything that you know i think um being with self and if that make you know if being with self first and then our guides and being, you know, and truly like getting in, in faith is a game changer and you won't know what that means until you're in it it, in, in the fullest way. But I promise it's a, it's, it's, it's forever changes your life because from that place, everything eases up, you know, it's easier. And, and, um, it's also a place from, you know, is, it gives you compassion and forgiveness um, maybe not in that moment, but much easier, you know, to see, to know that, Hey, we're all here in this together in pain. We're all in pain on some level, some, you know, all, every level, some level, but to, to learn, you know, self-love and just to start caring for yourself in a very real way, you know, um, which is, that's what I'm saying is this time right now is a time to come in, come in here. There's so many people living outside of their body, you know, outside of their pain, outside, terrified to come home to this, you know, terrified, like they won't survive it, but you already did. So come home, you know? And that sounds simple, but it's the truth. It's like, mm-hmm. it's not just, it's, it, it is the truth. Like there's nothing to fear. You're already okay. And um, so the self-love, but, but also um, it is very important for like pulling light in and breathing the light. And you said something, you kept saying something about we live here, we live here. Yes, the neck up. The neck up. And when we... We pull light in. There's the breathing the light exercise that I talk about. Spirit taught me for, again four years ago in my own healing. We we pull light into our energy body, our etheric body. We need it as much as oxygen's for our physical body. Light is for our etheric body. We need both, right? And so first, we need to take care of our etheric body to have a well physical body. So. So start caring for it, right? Like find anybody who can help, you know, if you, you know, doing the breathing for sure and moving things out, you can take things, 
I like to, you know, it's like having envision taking a mud bath or something coming out of that. You want to take like that. You could take the toxins and the stagnation and flick it off. Yes. You want to do that. And like a lot of people here, but if you can't, you can't bring the light past here. Some people with a lot of anxiety and PTSD and stuff, you're right. That energy stops here. Which is why there's a feeling of and a sense of being in your head, living in your head where everything seems real and you have to panic and struggle because there's no flow beyond there. So when we can commit and envision, commit five minutes, the, the video that Spirit, it's five minutes. It's like take five minutes and throw things off. You could just easily, you don't even need to know what's swirling around in your head. You can just be like, release whatever thoughts don't serve me. Yes. And do it, I, you know, help me speak my truth. Help me go out in the world today speaking my truth. You know, I love you. You know, Bobby, I love you. And like send light into your own heart. Pull out pain, you know, fear, grief, whatever it is. You'll feel it if you tune in to your own body and you really ask to be shown where you're stagnant and where there's density, you'll be able to feel it and sense it and trust it and just toss it off, transmute it, transmute it for the highest good and bring the, this is the masculine, earth, sky, masculine, feminine. That's how they taught it to me. And so this is God, masculine energy you bring to your, your belly button and then you pull in the feminine earth energy and you release anything, any pain, any anything you feel and you pull it all up, women, you know, here and men, like release stagnation here from a lot of people of, you know, sexual abuse, like sexual violence, all those things. That stuff is trapped in your energy, but your etheric body. It is there. If you've not managed it, it's there. Mm-hmm. And you, you pull it up and you have the masculine, the feminine meet the masculine here. Whoosh, they swirl together clockwise and it's the most powerful way to go into the world every day but into your life i love you know? that we're gonna link that in the episode it's notes so for this show powerful what's it called again the actual the actual practice what do you call it i spirit i call it breathing the light great but and it, we we go deep into the breath for wellness for us it's been a three-year journey for me with breath uh going to thailand and doing long trainings there and a training in Sedona. So like this recirculation, I loved how in this conversation, one of the things I appreciate about you so much is your ability to take these huge concepts. I mean, we're talking about things that would take probably 20 to 40 hours to really describe that word stagnation that you mentioned Mm -hmm. on the show a few times. I mean, that's what gets to be circulated. And I think that the more we focus on doing our breathing properly, connecting with God, and understanding that, like, we're here because we chose the jar, you know, and putting yeah. all these concepts together, um, that's going to bring us closer to the to the peace and the love and really the transformation that we deserve and that we're working on. Yeah, so, what we're here for. I just want to thank you from my heart to yours. Thank you. Uh, I'm kind of nervous for our session coming up. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, um, but I'll give everyone a report about um, what I experienced. And like, look, I'm here with an open heart. Like, yeah. I really mean this. Like, whatever spirit wants for me, um, if we want to burn everything to the ground and rebuild it, cool. Yeah. If you want me to take what I'm doing now and do it more, that's cool yeah, too. I and I think like, you know, coming to this life with curiosity, which um, you'd mentioned in many different ways. 
um, is something that I appreciate about you. So thank you, Bobby, for coming thank on the show. You. It's ethericmedicine.com yep. is the website. Mm-hmm. You do sessions across the world. Yeah. If somebody is feeling, I mean, I can't believe, I don't even know how much time has gone by. That's how much of a bubble I've been in with you here. I think That's we've awesome. been going for a couple hours, yeah, but if you're still with us and you're here and you're feeling what Bobby is expressing, have the courage to reach out. Yeah, that'd be there's, cool. there's no, there's nothing holding you back from exploring something that your soul is guiding you towards anyways. So, uh, people can book with you on your website. Yeah. Also, what's your IG? Do you, do you yeah, put it, out content online as well? Yeah. At etheric Bobby etheric on Bobby. Instagram. And then I have YouTube is, um, you can find it. Bobby Vogel or etheric medicine comes up. Okay. Yeah. Thank and you, Bobby. Facebook. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for coming this on Wellness fun. Force. And until Bobby and I see you again soon, yeah. fun. Uh, we're both wishing you love and wellness. Bye. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show, my friend. Everything you learned on this podcast starts with your morning practices. So from over 300 world-class guests, we pulled together six simple yet powerful morning practices down into a 21-minute system guaranteed to increase your vibration and the way that you feel every day. Get this free powerful guide over at wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. And if you love this show, share it with somebody. Share it with somebody that you love or that you care about. You can support the show easily by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. Just go to wellnessforce.com forward slash review. Or if you're on your phone, just tap it, hit the link in purple that says review this podcast. And the journey does not stop here. We're continuing this discovering process in our private Facebook group over at wellnessforce.com forward slash group. You can be a part of it. You already are. All you have to do is join us at wellnessforce.com forward slash group and I will welcome you at the door. Now go out into your life and live your life well. And until I see you again real soon, I'm wishing you love and wellness.